right, welcome to another episode of Piecing It Together, the podcast where we take a look at a new movie and try to figure out what movies inspired it. And today on the show, we are talking about Miller's Girl, a very, very ridiculous, sexy thriller starring Jenna Ortega and Martin Freeman. This is one that uh, is out in theaters now at the time that we recorded it, and uh, nobody's seeing it, and those who did see it don't seem to be liking it, but I loved it, and so did my guest for the episode, film critic Eric Langberg. We have a great, fun conversation. We both were on the wavelength of what this movie was trying to do, and uh, I think that this movie is just a great time. So hopefully if you haven't seen it yet, you'll you'll give it a watch and uh, see if maybe you can get on uh, our wavelength here. But great conversation coming up, lots of great puzzle pieces to get into. Before we get to it, I do want to remind you, as always, to make sure you're subscribed to Piecing It Together wherever you listen to podcasts. A bunch of podcast apps got shut down recently. So uh, as a reminder, you can find us, of course, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Good Pods, all the usuals. But you could also go to our website, piecingpod.com, and there's a link right on the front page where you can get links to all the different podcast apps that are out there that you can listen to Piecing It Together on. And of course, make sure you get subscribed. You could also follow us on social media at piecingpod. Join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces, where we continue the conversation about all the movies we talk about here on the show. And don't forget, we do have a Patreon, the Produced by David Rosen Patreon, where I post bonus and advanced content from Piecing It Together, Awesome Movie Year, and from my music career. Lots of great stuff over there on the Patreon. It's patreon.com slash Rosen. Check it out. And with that said, let's get into our conversation about Miller's Girl. All right, this is going to be such a fun one. Joining me today, we've got Eric Langberg to talk about Miller's Girl. Eric, thanks so much for coming back to the show. It's great to be back. <laughs> this movie. I don't even know where this to start movie. with this one. <laughs> um, what, a, what a wild ride. <laughs> I, oh, my God, yeah. So I, I kind of had a feeling this was going to be ridiculous. And uh, yours was actually the first like positive review I saw of it. Like, And yeah. so it, as, soon as, as soon as I saw it, I was like, Hell yes, because like I, I just had this feeling it was going to be just totally ridiculous and kind of deranged, and that is exactly what this movie is, and it's going to be fun to get into puzzle pieces here, but I don't know, I, I'm trying to even think like what a, I always open these with like a question, and it's not like, <laughs> certainly, you know, Jade Bartlett, the writer-director, I mean, she acted before, but this is her feature debut, Um I guess we could talk about Jenna Ortega, uh, you know, her doing something a little different from anything she's done before. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I, I don't know. What, what did you think about going into this thing? What were you expecting out of it? So I think she was the reason I went. Um, I went on a whim. Mm -hmm. I truly was like bored the other afternoon and looked up movie times and bus times. I was like, if I get on a bus in three minutes, if I can leave my apartment <laughs> right now, I can go see this movie. Yeah. Because I, I like new actors i know jenna ortega has been around since she was a, a child but i like watching people on the come up i like sort of following a yeah. a new rise of a star so i was like you know she's somebody i've i've been interested in since you know x and scream came out within you know two months of each other um a couple sure. of years ago so i was interested in seeing her do something different but it's not all that different eventually. She she really gets to sort of let loose in the end. Um, yes. <laughs> she's she's a budding scream queen, no pun intended. And <laughs> and yeah, she she really has fun in in this one. So I was satisfied. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Well, let's start getting into puzzle pieces and we'll figure this thing out along the way. But what do you have for your first puzzle <laughs> piece for Miller's Girl? 
So first up, I've got wild things. Sure. Um, thinking about high school student teacher relationships with, you know, lesbian overtones, um, <laughs> specifically lesbian overtones used as, you know, titillation for a straight, straight male teacher. Um, yeah, wild things came to mind. This, I think both have, um, try to have it both ways, right? Where there's like the slightest bit of, of like critique through, through these, these tropes, but then also it wants you to be um, entertained and, and titillated by everything at the same time. <laughs> Absolutely. And that's what I like so much about this movie and wild things is a great, like first piece to bring it up, but like, you know, this is a movie. Yeah. There, there's a message sort of in like a, you know, sort of. me too <laughs> world and all that, but like really this movie doesn't care at all. It wants to no. have fun. Nope. <laughs> it wants to like go off the rails and it wants to be titillating, but also ridiculous at the same time. Um, yeah. And, and I think wild things is a perfect example of that kind of movie. Uh, so I'm glad you're bringing that one in first and, yeah, and I, it's part of the reason why I think people aren't getting this movie. I just don't think yeah. that uh, the public understands what to do with it at this point in time. Yeah, I, I saw one review on Rotten Tomatoes, which was marked as rotten. But the the like little blurb was something like, I can't recommend Miller's Girl, but I also can't recommend it enough. Which is like, <laughs> yeah. why not just recommend it? Like movies like this have a place. They're they're fun for fun's sake, and that that's all it needs to be. Yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I I might as well throw this one out first because uh, I had a feeling you were going to bring up Wild Things. I think you said Wild Things by way of Tennessee Williams in your review. Is that uh -huh. right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But um, <laughs> I, I was also thinking of Cruel Intentions as far as another '90s sleaze fest. Yes. That's just you know all <laughs> horniness and hormones and teen sex appeal and. It, to the point that we're making there about people not knowing how to like read this, I, I saw a letterbox review and I actually wrote it down. It was from Jenna Ortega Lover ninety nine, uh, one <laughs> one and a half stars. Honestly, I wanted to watch this movie for Jenna, but what the fuck did I just watch? This movie is so unbelievably horny; it's not even funny. I had to walk out. <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> these kids, they just don't what know what you? to do with it. I guess. But, yeah. You know? Wow. <laughs> I don't know what they would do with 90s sex comedies or sex uh, that's, thrillers, that's a good point you know? yeah I think I also said in my review like this movie demands to like be giggled over at sleepovers like yes <laughs> this is there is it's like a gateway sleaze kind yes. of thing people talk about exactly. gateway horror for young kids this is like gateway sleaze <laughs> yes exactly gateway sleaze I love that <laughs> uh let's go to another piece what do you have next so I said Tennessee Williams in my review, but in thinking about, um, and I meant to look up how to pronounce her name, the woman from Succession, Dagmara Domenchik, maybe. Yeah. Um, star of this movie, by the way. Yeah, her performance <laughs> in Miller's Girl is incredible. She's yeah. drunk the entire time. She's in like lingerie and satin robes, just like swanning around her house with this insane Southern drawl. Um, yeah. So at first it reminded me of Elizabeth Taylor in Cat on a Hot Tin Roof, but mm. in thinking about it more, um, my my next puzzle piece is Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, rather. <laughs> yes. um, not Tennessee Williams, but I believe Edward Albee. Um, just the, especially the bit where um, he starts to confess to his wife that things have gone sideways um, and he's telling her about um, Jenna Ortega's story that she wrote. Um, Dagmara's character sort of turns it into this like psychosexual role play moment for the two yeah. of them in, in a way that really reminds me of uh, George and Martha and who's afraid of Virginia Woolf just really leaning into the, the like uncomfortable mind games of it all Absolutely. and of course that that southern drawl is is 
insane. <laughs> that is a perfect piece. I'm so glad you brought that up. I didn't think of that, but that is a great, uh, you know, parallel to that character because yeah, she is just at first until it starts <laughs> affecting her own life. Like she's super into it. Right. Like she is just like, she's <laughs> like, Ooh, tell me more. You know, like it is just so, uh, over the top and she is just plays it so perfectly. Um, yeah, that character is great. And who's afraid of a Virginia Woolf is a great pull there. So I, I love that piece. That's great. Um, <laughs> I will go to thoroughbreds for my next puzzle piece. Corey Finley's 2017 Ooh, film. Nice. You were talking about, uh, you know, young stars earlier with Jenna Ortega, that film starring Olivia Cook and Anya Taylor-Joy um, as two young girls who are just kind of bored and just decide to destroy the one girl's father just because, um, basically. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, he's kind of an <laughs> asshole, but also they just want to destroy him. Um, and that's basically what Cairo Sweet and Winnie do. Well, it's really Cairo Sweet on her own. Winnie's kind of on the sidelines, but uh, Jenna Ortega's character... But, um, yeah, and the whole film plays up the fantasy of, like, you know, the teen sex pot, like, as far as mm -hmm. all of the, uh, all the costumes that Jenna Ortega wears and everything and the way that her performance yeah. is structured, like, it's very reminiscent, especially of Anya Taylor-Joy in Thoroughbreds. That's a great one, especially the, the boredom piece, um, yeah. is, is important. Miller's girl, she's doing this just because nothing else is going on in her small town, so she might as well. <laughs> yeah, she's bored in her little mansion and uh, that she just gets <laughs> to herself. So why not destroy a teacher? Let's go for Must it. Must be nice. Know? Yeah, <laughs> totally. What do you have for your next piece? So up next, I have The Boy Next Door, which is the Jennifer Lopez one from, I think, 2014 or 15. Um, okay, yeah. She yeah. plays a high school teacher who... Um, the boy next door is is a, a you know hunky high school student, so it's sort of like a gender flipped thing. Um, but I was reading an interview with um, Jade Bartlett, the writer director of Miller's Girl, and she described her movie as taking place three feet off the ground, which I thought was a great explanation mm. for the the very strange tone, where it's like not really realistic at all. Um, and the boy next door. Um, was another one that people like didn't really know what to do with, but there's there's weird stuff in there that to me signals that 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 movie also takes place three feet off the ground. There's like really expressionistic lighting that's that's strange, um, and the the part of that movie everybody always made fun of was that um, the the high school student gifted Jennifer Lopez a first edition of the Iliad, right? Which is like, right. Um, <laughs> you know, not not a thing, um, <laughs> but to me that's that can't be an accident, right? Like that's gotta be like this, th that movie knows what it's doing when something like that happens, I think. Sure. <laughs> um, so yeah, the boy next door is, is a trip. Um, JLo, I always say, I, I think she's such a much better actress than she is a pop star. Sorry. Um, <laughs> and in that movie, she, she really leans into the, the insanity of it all. Very fun. That's great. That's a great one. And uh, yeah, that, it's such a weird tone, this movie. And that's, I think, you know, why I loved it so much, because it, it's it not quite parody. It, it doesn't go into parody, but it's right. like, it's just not real at all. It's like everything right. is, is divorced <laughs> from reality in every way. And it, it's a mixture of the, you know, that sleaze and a mixture of the uh, you know, the Southern Gothicness of it all to the literary mm -hmm. world of it all. Like there's so many, like so many things that are all heightened that it kind of just multiplies. And like she said, three feet off the ground, it like, it just, it leaves that footing of reality. So, 
uh, yeah, that, that's a really fun one to go with there with the boy next door. Um, I will go with a pretty obvious one, I think, but uh, last year's Deep Water, the return of Adrian Lin to uh, this Ooh, somewhat yes. dormant <laughs> erotic thriller genre, which did not quite work, but, um, <laughs> you know, because it was just so funny. Uh, ben Affleck and Anna de Armas are just... It, it, everyone's taking it way too seriously and it just turned into this big <laughs> comedy and I actually kind of loved it for the same reason I'm loving Miller's girl, honestly, like it's just like hilarious. Yeah. And, uh, I don't think that that's what they were going for though. And a lot of people, you know, gave it really bad reviews, but it was just such a fun time because of how, you know, divorced from reality it all is. And it, it it's very difficult in 2024 to treat, a sexual thriller with, you know, any kind of seriousness, like everything is yeah. just so <laughs> ironic nowadays. And, you know, everybody is just, I don't I don't even know how to describe like where we are as a culture at this point, but like, you know, sex is just kind of silly or stupid or too scary to even like include in or, our movies. Right, really transgressive, even if it's, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, it's a difficult genre to pull off and uh, they had a lot of trouble with it in deep water here. They are more successful mainly because they're leaning into the ridiculousness. Right. It's like, I don't know, post, post, post irony or something. Right, like it's, right. It circles all the way back around to, to being straightforward, even, even though it's, going through all those levels of, of silliness exactly exactly <laughs> and shout out to the snails in deep water um what, <laughs> what 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 do you have for your next piece so up next i've got another movie that i think takes place three feet off the ground which is um election um, oh. another student student teacher relationship there um with a very specific tone that also i believe people didn't really know what to do with at the time but have have since come around on um very specific, you know, milieu of a of a high school. Um, the high school in Miller's Girl, I think, is interesting because it barely feels like a high school. It's just so thinly sketched. Like there's like one hallway with some lockers. There's like five people there, right? Barely any <laughs> other students. The entire thing. <laughs> so election feels like a, you know, fully realized like its own crazy little ecosystem. Um, yeah, but. Right, just just a movie that's going for a specific titillating, but also silly, but also commentary, but also not <laughs> um, all yeah. of those heightened reality stuff. Um, yeah, absolutely, <laughs> absolutely. I had it on my list as well. It's one of my favorite movies. Nice. It's so good. And shout out to Chris Klein. Uh, he he's so yeah. good. In that movie. <laughs> he's so freaking. What's funny. he up to these days? I feel like I have not seen him in a long time. He has not been in anything. It's so crazy. Um, I will go with, uh, so I, I guess I'll just combine these cause I was going to go with notes on a scandal because you know, it is, uh, mm. you know, a, a thriller about an erotic, uh, you know, inappropriate relationship between a student and a teacher and Kate Blanchett is in there, but instead I'm going to pivot and go with tar to, uh, stick with Kate Blanchett, <laughs> uh, you know, talking about going big, you know, a big movie that deals with, yes, you know, power dynamics and age gaps and, you know, uh, you know, relationship issues and stuff like that. And obviously doing it because of the current moment in time, you know, post me too. And with, you know, cancellation mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And so, uh, you know, I think it has the same things on its mind and they kind of take place in similar worlds, both higher education, just one being music related and the other one is, you know, literary or whatever, but 
Um, but they do both also deal with like that high society, like the literary world, the, yeah. the snobby characters, and that also elevates things and makes things like all the more, we're talking about three feet off the ground, all the more like that because <laughs> everybody talks in big words, everybody's super smart and clever and they're writers and uh, it, it adds to all of this just being super heightened. Nice. Love it. <laughs> <laughs> so what do you got for your next one? So my last one is um, another recent movie that I think people are being unfair to, which is Saltburn. I think there's some similarities in um, Oliver Quick and Cairo Sweet in the way they sure. chew people up and spit them out. And Saltburn, you know, people have all sorts of problems with it as as like a failed class commentary. But Saltburn's another one that I I just don't necessarily think it's going for that i think it wants to shock and make make you laugh and all that kind of stuff i, I went to a q a with emerald Fennell a couple of weeks ago and and she said her her biggest inspiration was cruel intentions for salt nice. she nice. she wanted to make people feel the way she felt when she watched cruel intentions for the first time and i think um there's there's definitely a through line there um cruel intentions saltburn miller's girl just just a big old mess of ridiculousness um that, that takes sort of transgressive sexuality but um just just throws it all into a pot and just wants you to have fun rather than yeah um, you know picking it apart too much no i i of course it all falls apart if you pick it up pick it apart yeah much. of course of yeah. course yeah and i i did not love salt burn but uh you know not not for those reasons necessarily i just didn't think it ever went far enough with any of what it's Fair, you know doing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's not so much the class issues. It's more just about like it's being very much billed as like so crazy and it never really gets to be that crazy. And so that's what like bothered me about it. But I wish Miller's Girl got the eyes on it that Saltburn did. Like I would love yes. to see that discourse and see like where things go. <laughs> Agreed. You know, we're talking about how people can't handle these like, you know, erotic thrillers nowadays and especially one that deals with uh, you know, these inappropriate relationships and age gaps and all that kind of stuff. And it's like I, I wish that this was like I wish it was doing better. I mean, it's in theaters right now and nobody's seeing it, but uh, you know, nope. <laughs> I, I, I wish it was doing better and it would get like all those, you know, online arguments that Saltburn has generated. That would be really fun <laughs> to just sit back and grab some popcorn and watch. So <laughs> <laughs> maybe we'll kick it off with this very episode. Yeah, I'm, I'm hoping if, if any of my episodes get people to watch a movie, this and last year's Fool's Paradise, which I'm the only person who likes. But uh, anyway, that's another story. Ooh. But um, <laughs> yeah, I, I'll I go, missed that one. <laughs> everybody else did, too. But um, <laughs> I, I'll go with my last puzzle piece. Um, I did say this doesn't quite go into parody territory, but I'm going there anyway with Strangers with Candy, the TV series uh, with Amy Sedaris. Oh, sure. Um, just, you know so divorced from any kind of reality this movie gets into such weird surrealness at times that uh you, you can almost see it being just as strange as the adventures of jerry blank and uh, her entire school and just how weird things get in that show it's one of the best shows like of all time <laughs> and uh you know e everything is super horny but it's also like at a distance but it's also like on the nose at many times mm -hmm. <laughs> and uh, you know, other things like that we didn't even like mention here, things like the uh, the best friend teacher character who is just in a completely <laughs> different movie uh, than <laughs> Miller's Girl, but he's so funny. And, uh, 
I, I mentioned Winnie earlier. Just baking but, his uh, biscuits and living his he's life. He's just baking <laughs> his biscuits. And then everyone loves biscuits in this movie because then you've got Winnie with her yeah. chicky bickies and a cokie. I mean, th- that is dialogue right out of Strangers with Candy if I've never heard any. Like, yeah. I mean, it's just so crazy. And then, uh, you know, we already <laughs> mentioned the wife, Beatrice, Dagmara, Dominic. You know, some mm-hmm. of her lines are just amazing. <laughs> Teenage girls are full of emotional violence and vituperation. Uh, I don't even Not know what that means. It's yeah. <laughs> <laughs> amazing stuff, but uh, yeah, it, it's just it's so over the top. Um, it, you know, Strange Blue Candy is one of my favorite shows of all time, so I, I just wanted to throw that one in here. That's a great point. So much of the the fun in Miller's Cross or Miller's Crossing, <laughs> Miller's <laughs> Girl comes from, yeah. comes from how people say things, like the way these actors are getting their their mouths around this this dialogue and this this the southern drawls and the the chicky bicky <laughs> yeah. ridiculous yeah love it <laughs> actually to that point an, another line that it was actually the moment when i knew i was like okay this movie is definitely for me it's when uh the two teachers are sitting by the bleachers and uh you know in comes general ortega walking out of the foggy forest and uh, <laughs> the one teacher says to the other uh you think there's ghosts in there like pointing to the fog <laughs> in the forest and i'm just like what is she going comes. on <laughs> What is going on with this movie? This is amazing. So, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, I'll read down our list of puzzle pieces here. We'll get into some closing thoughts on Miller's Girl. We talked about Wild Things and Cruel Intentions. Then we went on to Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf, Thoroughbreds, The Boy Next Door, Deep Water, Election, Tar, Saltburn, and Strangers with Candy. Um, You know, this is like a weird one to kind of wrap up just because it's like, (laughs) You know, like I was saying earlier, it knows that there is, you know, a conversation about these kinds of relationships happening in the ether right now that, you know, everybody (laughs) wants to talk about, but it's just not interested at all in having that conversation in that way. And that's why I think people don't like it, but that's exactly why I liked it. So amen to that. I don't know that that's my closing thought. (laughs) Anything else to add? (laughs) Do you think? Um, I, I guess just to sort of take it back to what I was saying at the beginning, I, love that Jenna Ortega did this and I hope that it's not as she gets a bigger and bigger she becomes a bigger and bigger star I hope it's not the last time she takes on such a a weird little project like this I want to see her in more stuff like this and less less Wednesday on Netflix sorry yeah yeah (laughs) absolutely I uh I I completely agree and yeah I think that's a good place to wrap up Miller's Girl uh is there another movie you watched recently you'd like to recommend to our listeners that is a great question yeah, I saw The End We Start From the other night, which is um, Jodie Comer as a mother. She sort of, well, literally gives birth as London floods due to some sort of climate catastrophe. Um, and so most of the movie is her with this newborn infant sort of as like a, a climate refugee um, trying to make her way to, to safety in England. Um, and it's it's sort of very quiet and personal. Um, nothing at all like Miller's girl really, but um, it's, it's very beautiful. I had, I didn't watch killing Eve. I I don't think I had ever seen Jodie Comer act before, but she's incredibly compelling. Um, Just, you know, her against the elements and against, you know, a society that's falling apart around her. Um, Very good. Another smaller movie. That's not really getting much, much pickup. So the end we start from terrible title. Good movie. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Pretty bad title, but I, yeah, no, I I, I do want to see that. I've heard good things about it. So uh, right on good, good recommendation there. Eric, tell people where they can find you and your writing. 
Yeah, I am still on Twitter, unfortunately, um, Mr. E. <laughs> Anders. And then I am a freelance critic, but I write for myself. I have my own medium publication um, on Rotten Tomatoes. <laughs> um, and it's everythingsinteresting.press. Right on. Well, hey, thank you so much for doing this. Thank you so much for writing your review, which made me decide mm-hmm. I'm not listening to the other critics. I'm going to watch this movie. Um, I'm but, so glad. <laughs> That's yeah. why I do it. <laughs> and hopefully we'll get you back again sometime. Sounds great. Anytime. <laughs> All right. So that does it for our episode on Miller's Girl. Thank you to Eric Langberg for joining me on that one. And thank you to all of you for listening. If you're enjoying Piecing It Together, make sure you are subscribed wherever you listen to podcasts. You could follow us on social media at PiecingPod. And don't forget to join our Facebook group, Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces. It's a fun community filled with movie lovers no trolls whatsoever, just cool people who want to talk about movies. I keep it closed so that way we keep out all the internet riffraff. And uh, yeah, it's a fun, fun place. So come check us out. It's Popcorn and Puzzle Pieces on Facebook. And other than that, just thank you so much for being out there and listening. I told you about the Patreon at the top of the show. If you want to support the show, you can do that. We also have a Vouch store. You can check it out at vouch.store slash piecing it together. We're selling some coffee and some mixed drink packages and a bunch of other stuff too. Uh, A lot of really cool products. And I've been drinking the coffee from there for like the past couple of weeks and is great stuff. So, you know, if you're looking for some of that kind of thing and you want to support the show, check it out. There's also a link in the show notes. And just keep on listening. I appreciate you being out there. Uh, let's close this out with a piece of music like I always do. And I got uh, to find something sexy for this one to go with Miller's Girl, this ridiculous movie. Uh, I'm going to play. Uh, this actually does have a bit of a sexy kind of vibe to it. It's uh, a track from my 24 for 2024. I don't know if this one will be out by the time this episode goes up. I don't think so. I think this is a preview uh, of a song that will be out soon. Uh, as you know, if you've been listening to the show, I'm releasing a new single on the first and third Friday of every month of 2024. 24 singles in total. That's 24 for 2024. And this one is coming out sometime in March. It's called Afterglow. I'm saying sometime in March. This might this episode might be out in March. I don't know. But uh, anyway, it's scheduled for March at the time I'm recording this. Uh, it's a song called Afterglow. I think it'll be a good fit here, and I really love this track. So I hope you enjoy it. Uh, all of the 24 for 2024 songs are up on Spotify. There's a playlist there that you can follow. And, of course, they're on all of the other streaming services as well. Uh, thanks, as always, for listening. We'll be back with more Piecing It Together real soon.
an All Points West production, produced by David Rosen in Las Vegas.